This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. Thanks, Larry, and I want to welcome everybody to our show, and I really am happy that you've come to walk this journey of leadership with us. And I'm Zach Davis. Um, Rocky, I know that you're always talking about, you know, you're always leading someone or something. Yeah, that's right, and it can be something as simple as leading your family, a parent leading a kid, a coach leading a team, a team member leading a few, or it could even be that you're a CEO leading a huge organization. But we really do believe that everybody is on the path of being a leader, and that's why we call this show A Server's Journey, because it is a journey. And I understand we're picking up kind of like where we left off last week. Yeah, so last week we talked a lot about what is empathy compared to what is um, sympathy. And so I'm going to go ahead and real quickly um, define those again. But this show, we're going to talk a whole lot more about why should we lead with empathy how do we lead with empathy? When do we? And maybe even when should we not? Or when shouldn't we let empathy control us? Great. I can't wait. We're going to get into this. But first off, we want to mention ACS Creative. Yeah, we do. Eddie and his team up there in D.C. I understand you had a good time with Eddie the other day. I did. We, uh, Eddie and my other two best friends from the majority of my life came down and we had a Great weekend in Orlando. All right. Well, you know, ACS Creative, they can do brochures, they do logos, direct mail, they do ad campaigns, and they also do websites. And the best thing is they don't play games with your money. They're able to take um, a podcast and create an amazing and great-looking website that's very functional, and they can do it uh, at a much, much more affordable rate. Great. Contact ACS Creative on the Internet. That's A-C-S Creative. Well, let's get, I want you to, I, I got my shovel out. Yeah. We're going to d- start diving deep here. Okay, so let's remind everybody first. So empathy can be defined as a person's ability to recognize and share the emotions of another person. It can even, you can even share emotions with a fictional character. And it involves first seeing someone else's situation from their perspective And then second, sharing their emotions. And it can be, the emotions can be distress and it can also be happiness. And that, um, it kind of contradicts a little bit because sympathy is, is a feeling of care and concern for somebody, often somebody close, accompanied by a wish to see him better off or happier. It kind of compares a little bit to pity And sympathy implies a greater sense of shared similarities and a more profound personal engagement. Does that make sense? Okay. So the big difference is the word pity. Mm. So sympathy, it, it sometimes looks more like charity. Empathy looks more like, oh, I understand what you're going through that makes sense. Yes, I'm 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 a week ahead now. Okay, finally. So let's talk and Zach's going to join us here on why we should lead with empathy. Yeah, so we've got a couple of reasons why we think it's really really important to lead with empathy. Um I think it it definitely allows you to put yourself in that person's position. Yes. I know that's something that we, you know, we were discussing just a moment ago. Um 
and and I think it also, you know, if you're going to expect somebody to be engaged, you know, uh, whether it be at work, whether it be at home, because I know that this is not just a channel for just work, you know, right. If you're going to expect someone to be engaged in what, what you want them to be engaged in, you, you have to expect yourself to also be genuinely engaged in them. Yeah. And I think empathy is a great step towards that. Yeah. I think one of the whys to leading with empathy is that in some ways it forces you to care. It forces you mm. to get to know your team in a way that you might not know um, or you might not traditionally know your team. So that's one way that uh, maybe would be a why behind leading with empathy. So I'm going to share a quote real quick, and it's from John, John Steinbeck. And he wrote, it means very little to know that a million Chinese kids are starving unless you know one Chinese kid who is starving. And so I think it kind of really um, it changes your focus from, you know, you know, esoterically somewhere up in the cloud, thousands of miles away, somebody's hungry or millions of people are hungry. And it's, oh, that kid right there is hungry. And that's maybe the difference between empathy and sympathy. So sympathy, I'll stroke a check, send it to China. Empathy, I'll come alongside that person and help them individually maybe. It was used to be when your mother used to say, yeah. eat your vegetables, kids They're are starving. starving. kids in China. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So next, let's kind of talk a little bit about the how. So, you know, Zach, give me some ideas of how you might lead with empathy because that's just as important with the why we should now let's get practical. How do we? Yeah, so I think it's really, really important to actually make it a part of the main objective. You know, if if you wanna if you wanna lead with empathy, it, it has to be in the site. You know, it can't just be kind of a secondary priority. Um, and and a couple ways that we discuss is maybe you know if if we're maybe we have a measurable that we can go through every day. Um, maybe maybe it's you want to give five. Um, moments of genuine empathy, or maybe it's every three hours. I'm going to spend ten minutes, you know, yeah. going around and, and and talking to people and and figuring out what's going on with them. I yeah. think it's really easy as leaders, and I think maybe a little bit as guys too. Generally speaking, I think we're just about objective, 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 objective. Right. And and empathy is not in that objective sometimes. Yeah. And it's got to be. Yeah. It, it's kind of like um, you know, the U.S. Army. What they're kind of known for is. They take a hill or a mountain, they kind of win that battle, and then they pause there and they kind of resupply and re you know get ammunition and so forth and all that. But they're doing that because they're really thinking about the next objective, which is taking the next hill. So when you're empathetic, it causes your actions to be a lot more focused and intentional. And so what I mean by that is, I could be trying to uh, work on projections of sales or looking at maybe some of our survey results on customer service measurables. And I could be totally engrossed in that work. But if I get thirsty, my intentionality is going to be while I'm getting that drink, I'm actually going to make myself take a long way and interact with people and act uh, or talk to some of the people about, hey, what did you guys do last night? Or how was your weekend? Hey, I know your daughter had a recital last week. How was it? Was it great? Oh, you saw this Broadway show. Or, hey, did you go see a movie this weekend? It's causing us to spend time intentionally with people to get to know them. 
Um, and then that leads to us understanding maybe what they're going through, good and bad. I think you answered my question from Zach because I was going to say, Zach, how do you how do you do it every ten minutes? You know, how yeah. do you plan that as a manager because you're doing other things as well? Yeah, and that's the right. So, as Zach was saying, we're busy. We're always doing something. So we have to, if we're not intentional about trying to interact and figure out what makes our team tick, we probably won't do it. Yeah. And, and I think, too, to go back to a little bit of the why that goes into a how, um, if you want good results, if you want great results, having that empathy, I think, has a part to play in it. You know, there's a there's a YouTube video that I was seeing of this. You know, the, Gibson's got a new CEO. I'm a huge Gibson guitar fan. And one of the things that he was talking about was providing the resources for his employees to make amazing guitars. Well, if he didn't have any empathy towards the employees and seeing how the process was going for them, where they're getting stuck, he's going to he's gonna actually have an inferior product at right. the end of the day. Yeah, so it forced him in some ways to get better. Yeah, it forced him. Not only is he getting his objective, now he's also he's also actually going secondarily and, and, and showing, or not secondarily, but he's also showing empathy, and it's actually giving him a better result as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. So, okay, so those are some practical ways to house about it. Um, and I, I think the big thing to get with that is if you, you're going to have to be intentional with this. Because if you're not, then you'll be busy putting out fires and you won't see the people amidst the flames. Well, I like that word intentional. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to be. And I find that um, the busier I am, the more stressed I am, or the more that I feel myself under pressure, whether real or imagined, the less I interact with my team and show empathy. You know, And it's kind of weird because um, a firefighter who's putting out the flames is going to stop to get that <laughs> child oh. that's locked in a room, right? He's well, yeah. not just going to keep putting out the flames because that's really what he's there for. He's there to stop the fire. And it it's kind of like... Um, it, of course, it's a it's an exaggerated example, but if you're just caring about what your job or your goal is, you wouldn't stop and save that child. But they will stop and save that child because they empathize. They're like, "Wow, that child's going to burn to death," and I, I I kind of understand what he's going through. If that makes sense. So sometimes um, you have to see your people in the midst of all the troubles and and you know pressures of work i think another maybe how-to goal i just thought about this is you know when i'm at work i try to find something some common ground that i have with somebody and you know an an example maybe i think a, a month ago rocky you got a message about this we have a team member that had a very similar home situation to what i had right and I think having that that moment of okay, what's going on? What happened here? And it's funny because you know with the divorce bomb, yeah. You know, I, it's funny when you've been through that situation, you can drop it. You know, you know what what happened, or you know how's that? Because I've been through it. You right. know, I know what that's like. And and um, so I think finding those moments where you can have common ground with somebody and right. making that a goal to have it with every one of your employees, not just some. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a really good measurable goal too. And maybe it's not every three hours. Maybe you don't have a chance to, but maybe right. you can see gaps and say, well, I don't know so-and-so that well. I wonder what the common ground is here. Yeah. And I find myself doing that too. And as our organization has grown, sometimes I'll walk in and I'll barely know somebody. I'll know their name. Like we have a new team member. Her name is Kara and it's Kara with an I. And that's how I've remembered her name. 
because her name is spelled a little bit different than a regular Kara. But I don't really know her very well. So every time I walk into the store, I'm trying to be intentional to find out kind of what makes her tick, find out what she's involved with, find out is she a student, is she paying her own way. Just little things that help me to understand what she's going through, maybe what motivates her, and um, showing the care that I need to show to her. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about is there, uh, when should you sh- show empathy? And then we're going to talk a little bit, kind of close this show with when maybe you don't or maybe some cautions you need to be thinking about as you try to be an empathetic leader. So what, when do you think it's okay to be empathetic? Yeah, I think, I think when, when you have those situations that, that don't affect your whole team. Okay. Um, those are those are the situations where you can really uh, use empathy and 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 somewhat have a little bit of free reign. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And 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 know that you can get in the boat with that person and help them out and yeah. be deeper than just being sympathetic with them. Yeah. So in general, because I think you're leading to to the other point. In general, it's it's not when should you be empathetic. You should be empathetic. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you should always be empathetic. So. That's kind of the quick answer to that. However, let's talk about empathy in leaders because sometimes it can be problematic because here's the reality. When you're leading people, you are making decisions and sometimes you're making decisions about the fate of others. And and this sounds cold, but you can't always dwell on the personal implications of your decisions. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Okay, But you need to be aware. Right. So, for example, if you're a manager and you're led completely by empathy, you can have a tough time making decisions about whom you're going to promote and even even more troublesome, maybe who you should demote and even maybe who you should dismiss from your team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Zach and I and three other people just had a long conversation about promoting people. And we were trying to be empathetic, not sympathetic, but still make a good decision for the team, if that makes any sense at all. Well, you don't want to be empathetic to one. Right. And not completely, extremely unempathetic to the rest of the team. And if your empathy leads you to make a decision too quickly or a decision that will hurt the team, then it's, you're not being a good leader. Yeah. You're being empathetic, but you're not being a good leader. Right. At the end of the day, where, where are you going? You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, here's, here's the big deal or, or why that could be a big deal, uh, uh, why that could be a big deal. Good guy managers are especially vulnerable to manipulation by people that are trying to seek their favor or people that know how to play on the empathy card so that a leader might take it easy on them. And the problem with that is that a good guy manager can become paralyzed into doing nothing. And this is where it hurts. So by doing nothing, by maybe making the decision to keep a person who's underperforming on the team, what it's really doing is it's making the entire department, um, become uh, at risk and really it leads to everybody on the team um, having to put up with less than capable colleagues. Mm. That makes sense. And that's not, um, it it seems 
uh, it's difficult to be empathetic, but also still be a good leader. Sure. And it also creates a little bit of a rift between your management team because I've worked with, and I have in personal some situation been a good guy leader too. Yeah. Um, I've worked with a good guy leader and, and if you got good guy leaders, you have bad guy leaders in. Right. So then there's a rift between your, your leadership team. You don't want that. You yeah. know, the, the good guy leader is going to be cool to your whole team because everybody's like, or not the whole team, but you know, it's yeah. some that you're like, Oh man, I could really juice this. And then you got the bad guy leader that, you know, has to actually set the expectation and you're not being seen as a one unit leadership team. Can you not be both? I, I, so I think uh, being empathetic is knowing maybe when to be both, because I think what, what Zach is saying is if he's always the good guy, then it kind of makes somebody else be the, the bad, bad guy. guy to counteract it, if that makes sense. And really, um, a good guy leader who's led only by empathy can sometimes allow people to be held to a lower standard and that means that everybody else on the team has to pick up the slack and work harder to cover for an incompetent or lazy employee. Mm. And, okay, so you're empathetic with that person because you're like, well, if I fire this person, they're not going to have any money. I know they've got three kids. I know they've got a house payment. They're a single father. I can't do it. I can't let them go. Mm. But being empathetic to one means you're not being empathetic to the other people on the team, which it could number in the hundreds. Right. So 99 people suffer because one person, because you're being empathetic to one person. Mm. And that's a, that's a big deal. So um, we, we're going to use this word that effective empathetic leadership, it does require toughness. You have to be able to make a tough choice especially when it comes to doing what is right for the business. The failure to do so, it will protect one person. In fact, it will actually harm more people. It'll help one and harm many. So if you keep underperformers, then you overwork good employees, which in turn uh, really hurts the morale of the business. And really, it encourages great people to look elsewhere because they don't want to be around a leader, a good guy leader who puts up and allows inferior work and low standards. Mm. So does that make sense? Yeah, I think what I think what you're saying, Rocky, is we want to keep the standard, we want to keep the results, but we also want to show empathy. Yes. You know, so we're not we're not saying, okay, subpar work is okay. Right. You know, we're saying, you know, subpar work is not okay. Right. But I love you and I understand exactly where you're coming from. Okay. So let's get you there. So talk about, um, okay, so you just, you, you just mentioned one way that you can be empathetic mm. and still be tough. So right. what you just said is, hey, because I care and because I can kind of put myself in your spot, I'm going to help you become better. Right. Okay. So that's one way to be empathetic and tough. Mm. Okay. So you're training this person, but they refuse to get better. So the issue maybe is more of a lack of character or they're just completely lazy. Mm. How could you show empathy to that person and still do what's right for your business? Yeah, I think, well, I've been, I've been in a situation actually where, where we had to do this. This guy had been working there for three weeks. um, And, you know, we're, we're showing him all this, making sure, does he have the expectation set? Okay, great. The expectation set, does he have the resources? Are we giving the resources? Awesome. He's got the resources. Are we showing him the skills? Is, is he being shown how to do this? Yes, he's being shown how to do this. 
And at the end of the day, he's still not performing. Okay, right. so we've met all those checkpoints. What do we do? So first of all, at this point, he's he's just as miserable as anybody else is around him because you know if if you're if you're if you know that you're underperforming, you're not loving it. Nobody yeah. is underperforming and just having a daisy old time and knowing it. Yeah, unless you truly lack character and your your whole goal is to uh, to be lazy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there yeah. are some people, but they're probably rarer than what you're saying is. Most times when somebody's underperforming, they know they're underperforming. Right. Well, and if you're in a situation, too, where we have, a, I think for the most part, we have a pretty good leadership team that does this, they're not going to love it because the leadership team is showing these kind of characteristics. They're being tough, but they also being, you know, loving, you know. So at the end of the day, we had to say, you know, so-and-so, we, we, we care about you. We want, we want you to love coming to work every day. We want you to be proud of what you're doing. We don't, we don't have pride in saying that, that you, that you have, you know, that you're doing great, you know, and, and, and we think that this would be in anything that we can do to help you get another place or another job. Let us know. We want to be that resource for you. If you want us to write a letter for you or, you know, whatever you get, you need us to do in your future to to let you be successful, to help you be successful. Let, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and not just stopping it there and saying, Hey, you know, we care about you get out, you know? Right. Um, But actually being honest and saying, look, we will help you, you know, whatever, whoever we need to get you in contact with, whatever you need from us, you let us know and we're going to help you out. So you're really giving them an option. Yeah. And letting them make a decision. Well, and I think that that's kind of what we're talking about. Leaders translate empathy into action and action has compassion. So what, what we mean by that is kind of what you said, Larry. So, Hey, this isn't working here and it's impacting the entire team. You're just not able to either keep up or this is just the wrong seat on the bus for you. But I care about you and I understand you're married with two kids and a house. So let's talk about options and maybe let's talk about a severance package that will kind of keep you whole until you find another job or the right seat on the bus. So that's how you can show empathy, you know, and still make the tough decisions. So total lack of empathy is not a positive, but empathy to an extreme amount um, is also not very good, too, if that makes sense. Mm. So what's an example of too much? Yeah, so too much would be, I know this person is not good enough. I know that they can't uh, accomplish the job. They're in over their head. But because I care about them, I'm going to keep them here, even though I know it's affecting the rest of the team and they're all having to work harder and maybe work longer to compensate for this person. So that's empathy to an extreme where it leads you to make a bad leadership decision. And, and also, I think there's a there's an unempathetic extreme too, um, which I think I've I've been in both boats. Yeah. At, at some point, where I've been way too empathetic, or I'm not being empathetic at all. I actually need to be a little bit more empathetic. I think there's extremes of both. I think the biggest thing in this is discernment, is knowing the balance, the times, when to be empathetic, how to be empathetic. Yeah. Yep. And to that individual too. Yeah. And I think that, like, it, you know, maybe this is one of our final thoughts, but empathy is the ability to have a heart. But leadership is the attribute to act on that heart when it matters. And acting on the heart when it matters sometimes is being honest with that person and saying, this isn't a good fit for you. Hey, let's talk about options to help you find a better place 
and also not hurt our team. Okay. So here's a quote that I like, um, and I don't even know it. It's it, it was attributed to a rabbi, Abraham Joshua Heschel, and he said, "When I was young, I admired clever people. As I grew old, I came to admire kind people." And we we've talked in other episodes about nice and kind, right? So an empathetic leader to the extreme, they're nice, everybody likes them, they might not respect them. So you have to have that balance between empathy and still being able to make tough choices. So we're going to review what we just talked about? Yeah. Okay. So we talked about why, right? Why you should be empathetic. And one thing that we shared, and I think Zach shared this, is it allows you to really, um, it forces you in a way to really get to know your team and to find ways to connect and um, find common ground and um, find ways to care for them. And uh, Zach used the word intentional, I think, a lot too, where um, you mentioned every hour kind of walking around and trying to talk to somebody and find out what makes them tick. Yeah, I think, it, you know, just going around and figuring out, okay, where's the gap at? Where where can I be better? Right. You know, and, and I think it's got to be on the forefront of what we do every day as being leaders. We've got to be focused on being empathetic. we got to focus on the, genuinely knowing the person. Yeah, and that leads to the second part. We talked a lot about how do you do it, and we try to give some practical tips, but all the practical tips come down to intentionality, being focused on showing empathy and getting to know your team. And then finally, Larry, we talked about when you should show empathy, which we kind of agreed that there's never a bad time to show empathy. But you have to marry that with when not to be empathetic to the extreme and when to uh, make good leadership decisions that are tough with empathy. And I think that's really all we covered today. Wow, that's quite a bit. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, uh, speaking about getting to know our team a little better, I'd like to know a little bit more about Zach. Oh, well. So, Zach, we're putting you on the spot again. We're going to do a little yes or this this or that. And um, we're not going to give you names today. We're going to do some really hard ones. Uh, would you rather go fishing or hiking? Oh. Okay. Um, I, I would probably say I would probably say hiking. I would, too. I would probably say hiking. Um, one time... We were we were going around in Europe on this Euro tour, uh, you know, part of my exchange, and we got the chance to see the Appalachian. I think is it Appalachian Mountains or Al- the Alps? Alps, yeah. yeah. The Appalachian Mountains are in America. Okay, yeah. well, nice. Good um, geography there. Yeah, great. Oh, great. Got an A plus in that one. It's another failure of our school system. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Appalachian Mountains in. In Europe. In no, Austria, no, yeah. Or as they're better known as the Alps. Alps. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you'd rather go hiking. Rather go hiking, yes, sir. Okay, you don't have a fishing pole in the garage. No, we got a couple, but probably hiking. I, I get really bored with fishing. I have to be honest with you. I get a little angry, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. After 15 minutes and there's no there's no action going on. I'm, you know, well, like my problem on. is I empathize with the fish because I just, I don't understand how terrible that must be to get hooked in your mouth. I just, I... That's you know, fair. I know people say fish don't feel pain. I don't think that's true, but, you know. Very good. Okay. Well, we've got a hiker among us. Now then, Zach, would you, uh, speaking of newspapers, would you rather read it in print 
or online? Well, this is a, this is a good question. Um, I would probably say print. I'm getting a wow. lot better with reading online, but I'd probably say print. So why do you like print? I, I honestly I can't tell you exactly why. Um, I I just know that when I go to read for some reason there actually no there is a study on this that there people do retain more information when it's when it's actually yeah. yep. written on paper. Yeah, there's been there's been some studies on that, and and I think it's because I retain more, maybe. Mm. Yeah, and I can tell you that I've I've used Kindles and other reading devices, and they're fine, and they have their uses, and I understand you can hold thousands of books inside this little device, but there's nothing better than cracking open a book and smelling mm. the print and the pages, and there's something that's very romantic. Well, about you got that. a book right off the press then. That's right. Yeah. But we're not talking about books. We're talking about newspapers. Okay, daily, well, newspaper, daily. maybe maybe still print, though. Still yeah. print. Still Although print. I, don't, I don't like when you get the black on your fingers from the newsprint, you know. Bingo. And you, you're, you're probably too young for that. And the problem to me is it's always, it always starts on the first page, then goes to page nine, and you can't find it. Yeah. So I can go online. Well, I you can spend, find it, Larry, on page nine. <laughs> I'm amazed. Well, sometimes it's not really there. Yeah. I'm amazed how much time I spend reading the news in the morning online. Okay, so what's your favorite site, Larry? Uh, uh, Drudge Report. Oh, the Drudge. The Drudge Report. So right. I get uh, headline ideas and know what's going on around the world. One last thing for Zach. Um, this is a, a kind of a physical thing. Would you rather lift weights or run on a treadmill? Okay, I I don't pick it's either one. An option, yeah. <laughs> and neither is neither is the option. I'd rather go running outside. Okay, that yeah. would be that would be my option. And the reason why I say that um, is there's something about running outside. There's this connection um, that I found. I, I used to be 300 pounds. Used to be a big guy. So one of my exercises was running. Anyways, all that to say, running outside is 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 my option over weightlifting. I, I love going outdoors and doing that wasn't reason, it hard to run with that much weight yeah it was i, I don't know why i honestly i can't tell you why i liked it so much but uh yeah i just i'm close to you and i can't get i can't run at anymore really yeah when i was I, a kid I, I could run but not now so i would say that running outside one reason i like to run outside is it forces me to complete a run because i mean That's once good. you're a mile in you're <laughs> running a mile back there's just no way around it so um, i'm always a good starter and i'm kind of a crabby finisher but if i plan it exactly halfway it forces me to finish well so. i run at uh epcot oh yeah there you go because i know oh, how nice. long it takes to get around the lake so well i'm not really running but <laughs> It's the stipulation <laughs> might be nobody's watching outside. <laughs> that yeah, might be yeah. the stipulation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that's it for this week's edition of A Server's Journey. We want to thank everyone for uh, signing in, listening. It's, uh, it's a great effort. We, we understand that we take up some of your time, and we appreciate it. Uh, remember, you can find us on a lot of different ways on, on uh, podcasts. So just choose your favorite and click along with us. Until next time, I'm a Jay. No, I might. I'm not Jay Lawrence today, am I? Yeah, this is his. So Larry has an alias. People don't know this, but I forced Larry to actually use his correct name. Yeah, well, I'm Larry. Larry King. <laughs> okay. Until next time. And I'm Zach Davis. And I guess we're uh, the three amigos now. So yeah. I can't do the. You're the guac to my taco anymore. We have to come up with three. Yes. So we'll have to do that next time, but. We uh, want to thank everybody for three amigos. the three. That's right. You've seen the movie. Yes. Yeah. 
We want to thank everybody for stopping and listening. We hope you're finding this valuable. We want to remind you, if you could, please rate us on um, iTunes in the podcast section. We'd love to hear comments or questions or suggestions for future shows on our website. That's at acerbersjourney.com. And we want to thank you for coming along on this journey. I'm Rocky DeStefano. I want to thank you for joining us. And together, we'll be becoming better leaders.